0: I wonder how that started
1: welcome back to hr talk with ricky bias and jc enjoy the show welcome back ladies and gentlemen to yet another fantastic episode of hr talk i'm jc go to cross to sunny Central Florida, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that knows no bounds. He's just back from vacation. He has officially relieved Susan of her duties on Twitter. Please welcome that guy. You know him. You love him. Ricky Byers. <laughs> I'm glad people found that hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. all we had. That's all we had. Right there. Sorry about that.
0: Why do you always say sunny? Every time you say sunny Central Florida, there's always some kind of a storm
1: happening. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. you've you had now. rain pretty consistently for like seven weeks now, right?
0: Well, well, I mean, Hurricane Cristobal is on its way up. That's what the meteorolo- the meteorologists call it. Cristobal, which makes no sense. Cristobal or Cristobal, something. But anyway, yeah, there's a hurricane out there right now. Not good. I mean, I want to see what else can 2020 throw at us, but I'm just going to shut up about that because uh, uh, we got six months left in this year. And I don't want to antagonize anything that might make things any worse if they could possibly be right now. So, yeah, I'm just going to shut up.
1: We're well past that point in time when employers should be preparing or prepared or have a plan in place for hurricane operations. Correct. I mean, it happens every year.
0: And every year we have to remind people to get ready. And every year people are underprepared. And every year people act like it's their first time. Hurricane season starts in June, ends in November. People in the southeastern point of the United States should know that, and they should get ready. I was on my way back from Tennessee a couple of days ago, driving back
1: to Orlando. Yeah, let's. I want to get into it, this real quick, uh, but, okay. but before before I have my questions answered, please continue with your story, and then we'll we'll jump back in.
0: No, no. I was just going to say on my way down, traveling uh, down, there was all these big alerts and all these things because I have to obviously go through Atlanta and then go through um, the northern part of the state all the way down. And the hurricane, I guess, it's it's uh, trajectorying straight up north from the Gulf, hitting New Orleans and the panhandle and then going further north. So people are freaking out as normal. Um, but, uh, last night in, in Orlando, I guess, uh, uh, not to be outdone by what's happening in the Gulf, uh, tornado touchdown in downtown Orlando.
1: Oh, wow. Is everyone yeah, okay? Was,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, I caught the alerts on my phone last night. Uh, I live in South Orange County, uh, South of Orlando. Um, yeah. What's your exact
1: address again? <laughs> south
0: Orlando. It's a one, um, a
1: beachfront Avenue. That's well, right. yeah,
0: well, there's nothing beachy about it right now. Um, it's wet, it's rainy, more tornado watches. It's just not a good June, bro. All
1: right. It's so the, re- the retention pond is actually starting to fill up this time.
0: Huh? Yeah. I, yeah. There's some fishes in there now. I think I saw a baby gator, which is normal around this time of year. Yeah, I did.
1: The retention pond studios. <laughs> gotta love it. Well, I mean,
0: we got a one a East, which is space coast. That's where the face lives. And then uh, we got to come out with a name for your studio, bro.
1: I am literally in the bedroom. That is where I do this program. I am literally in the bedroom. I am I'm, I'm in the ladder closet. I am tucked away in the corner of a place where where the sound is is good and uh, the 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 room stays warm and stays cool at the times I needed to. You know, it's it's uh, go. is All what right. it is. It's not the five star studio that uh, that I have up here that that the team up here has, which you've recorded out of numerous times. Which, by the way. Um, we emptied we emptied everything uh there you know a lot of a lot of rioting going on and a lot of stores yeah. being broken into so mm. uh, we we've emptied the entire place may even liquidate and shut down I I don't know what's gonna happen oh, it's crazy do times that. crazy times Are you serious? Rick. yeah crazy times you know oh, uh, wow. different industries different things and uh you know we've had so many events have to be canceled due to yeah. the current uh, climate and situation. It's, it's just absolutely nuts. You know, speaking about that, speaking about events, I've been in discussion with four different disrupt HR organizations oh, over nice. the past few months about okay. emceeing their events for later on this year and then coming up for the, the following year as well. Hmm. Out of the four organizations, three three have indicated that they are, are not going to proceed with their current plans for fall as of right now. I think I saw a couple of those come through. I think I'm tagged in
0: some of those emails. Talk to me about that
1: from your perspective.
0: Um, I do see that uh, some events that were planned, disrupt HR style, has been canceled. I'm not going to lie, brother. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm pretty sure we can do a virtual one. That's something that Leslie and I are talking about to see how that's going to look like. Uh, thinking about... You know, just is virtual flexible allowed? with what's happening.
1: Is virtual disrupt HR events allowed? Or is that like a, a separate licensing structure, though, at the same time?
0: I don't know if there's a licensing structure for that, because I don't know if, if uh, Jennifer would have anticipated that. And I'm sure there's something on there that says you can't do anything virtual just because licensing mm-hmm. streaming. But I, I don't think they have a choice right now. I mean, it's either, either you adapt And you and you do what you need to do to continue the initiative or you just shut down. You might as well just shut down if you're not going to allow people to do it virtually.
1: Now, uh, in Florida, you have the big um, SHRM conference coming up in in or H.R. Florida. I believe that is at the end of August. Correct. 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 That's correct. Yes. Is that still moving forward? It's uh, funny you
0: bring that up. I just got an email from the uh, from the president of the organization last night. Uh, we and, are talking, and, and
1: to- just to set the stage, though, you're set to be a speaker for that. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That that, that is correct. I am speaking at the HR Florida event. Yes. And, and what's your topic, if I may, or can it not be disclosed yet? No, no. I can tell you right now. It's uh, it's five ways
0: to build an HR team that doesn't suck. Right, That's going to be enough. my topic. Yes.
1: Okay. So um, so what's going on with that event?
0: Well, there was um, obviously there was some concern whether they're going to do the event live or in person or, or even have it at all with everything happening with COVID. Now that we have a clearer picture and who gets to travel and what needs to happen, I got information just literally n- not even 24 hours ago to say that the event is still on. Um, there are going to be some people. Um, well, actually, the option is going to be given to people to attend either in-person or, or virtual. So it sounds like whatever is happening, whatever events, whatever speaking engagements are happening during that time, they're all going to be live stream. I mean, I would assume so if they're going to give people the option to attend virtually. So it's going to be a hybrid of an in-person uh, live streaming event, which I don't know if they've done that before. So this is so, going to be interesting.
1: So you'll still have your, your guest speakers, your presenters, people in person. There will still be a stage. There's still going to be some people in attendance if they desire, but they're also going to stream at the same time is what you're saying.
0: That is what I'm assuming. I, I, it's, it would have to be so if they're giving people the option. So I didn't hear any, any of the logistics behind it, how they're going to stream, what channels, what venues. I'm not sure. Uh, but it would have to be that way in order for people to see it virtually. So I'm actually really excited. It's happening at the Gay Law Palms here in Orlando, uh, August 30th, that weekend. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's an exciting time. I'm glad to hear that. Have we heard anything back from Space Coast?
1: Yeah the uh, the team is meeting. They're talking about plans and next steps. As of right now, uh, they okay. were still moving forward uh, with a standard conference schedule. Uh, but next month, further considerations are being determined at this time. It really comes down to the phases uh, that are associated with the states, and then also part of. Uh, uh, their leadership decision-making process should have more information on that, though, coming up in okay. the next week or two as to exactly what's going on. Now, from my perspective over here, um, being afforded the opportunity to step on stage and help MC your event, whomever you may be, fantastic. Love it. Can't thank you enough for putting your trust in me. And, and Rick a test, you know, we go out there and knock it out of the park. That's right. Right, brother? I mean, That's right. We'll Absolutely. set the podcast up on the floor. We'll do the whole thing, MC the event. We'll run that table as well. People could stop by at any point in time if they desire uh, be featured in the podcast and go from there. It's just what we do, and to to know that we're facing these these very different times, and people use the the terms and slogans so much, it's, it's grading on our own personas after a while, right? These uncertain times. Well, right. Yeah, we get it. I mean, Thanos doesn't have all the jewels in his glove yet. Things are uncertain, right? <laughs> but you still have your faith in things, okay? So when it comes down to it, it, it doesn't matter if it's an association related with Sherm, if it's a disrupt HR organization, you're always, always encouraged to make sure that you're doing the best that you can for yourself. And those people that are putting their trust in you to move forward Mm -hmm. with your events. And if we so happen to be the people that are on deck to step up to the plate and be there for you, fantastic. If it doesn't work out, let it be due to logistics or the way that the current climate is, uh, pandemic guidelines, whatever it may be. We completely understand. Absolutely. End of the day, you got to do what's best for you. So. To the organizations uh, in, in the Disrupt HR and the Sherm communities that did have us booked that are moving forward with alternative plans and may not have us on site, totally understood. We yep. still have your back, and we're more than happy to help you out moving forward in any capacity that we can. And, um, you know, from my end, Rick, it's it's hard because just just by being from New York State, there's still many regulations in place across the entire United States where if I travel into a particular state, I might have to be locked down and quarantined there for 14 days <laughs> before before anything uh, return returning home or, or I, I don't even know how it works. I'm, I'm picturing it like this. You ready? Uh-huh You land at Orlando Airport. you hop on the monorail right before you get to the terminal. It stops and there's a set of stairs set up right to the monorail and all New Yorkers got to get off right there. And then you go into a cage and they keep you locked there for 14 days in the heat hmm. and sun just to blast the virus out of you. Ultraviolet all around you, the whole nine. And then once they know you're clean. Also, oh, there's a cure. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then once <laughs> okay. they know you're clean, then they'll give you some food and water, test you again, and then send you on your way. And then test you like every day or something. Maybe this Hold is up. what's happening. I don't Hold know. Be, I don't get be it. Be
0: careful, JC, because it sounds like you just described Weight Watchers and how they do things. <laughs> so, <laughs> be careful with that. Well, blend I'm, in I'm a kidding, little bit guys. of Orange Theory
1: Fitness and you might have it down, right?
0: <laughs> Jeez, How do you come up with that? <laughs> the train stops. These, these that, That's really vivid. Yeah. The stairs come out I've, and they I've don't feed you for 14 days. I
1: have had terrible dreams about this. Thoughts of like, (laughs) you know, hey, I got to travel here or there still. And am I going to be stuck there or not? And and that's where I could definitely see where certain organizations or or clients you might be working with, whoever it is, they may not want to assume that risk and head down that path and try to safeguard you. And and. If there's not a virtual opportunity, well, then maybe they're moving on with someone else in a separate capacity. And if that's the instance, no harm, no foul. That is what it is. I can't do anything about the state that I'm from. And that's just people looking out for me. I appreciate that, you know? (laughs) But you know
0: what? So, okay, so let's go down that rabbit hole. Who's to say that you can't, because you're virtual and we're doing this virtual and in the spirit of being virtuous? Why can't you just do it exactly how you're doing it right now? Just have a humongous screen. And I mean, unlike a 90-foot screen right on stage, a big Zoom conference of just you introducing people or just doing your MC thing.
1: Absolutely could. More than happy to do it. It really comes down to the organizations and and how they want to put things together and make it happen. Certain organizations, you know, maybe a disrupt HR event, depending on who it is and which city it is. If we look at some of the... Uh, smaller cities, uh, it, maybe even Midwest oriented. I'm, I'm not going to name any in particular, but maybe their budget line, or maybe what they're looking to do, isn't completely in line with the amount of money and, and resources that are available for a big sherm conference. Yeah. Two totally different capacities, two totally different things, you know. And then that that gets you thinking about the conference centers. It gets you thinking about the places that you hold these events. What yeah. do you need technologically that they don't currently facilitate? That's gonna maybe upsell using one facility over another you know you talk about the gaylord palms and they they probably got the multi million dollar setup yeah. which we both yeah. know and they're absolutely amazing at what they do maybe if you go down to the street to the marriott and you're going to do a, an event down there and it's it's i think uh, maybe a maitland or something right i'm just making things up off the I top of my you, head I got you. right yeah. And then at this place, they've got great facilities. They've got a great spot for people to gather and and make things happen, but they don't have the technology in place to help facilitate. What are you going to do as an event organizer? So I think as an event organizer and these
0: big companies, I normally do host huge events and they rely on, on this kind of business. If I was in their space, I would be insanely terrified right now. And I mean, terrified. And here's why. If somebody decides to do a full-on conference, 100% virtual, and they pull that off, why do we need event space
1: at that point forward? So I would be worried. Or you got comp- uh-huh. alternatively, you need bigger event spaces. Keep How? people further apart, just like the workplace, right? So either you're going to keep more people virtual at work. Or you're going to triple the size of your facility so everyone can stay 10 feet apart from each other. Six feet plus space, right? <laughs> I mean, it's one so that, or the other,
0: you know? I mean, think about it. Think about it. So that means it's going to cost you that much more money to expand. Like that much because you're going to that need much that much more. more real estate. right? Of that, course. That much more empty space. Yes. So, yeah, but, that, but that's for work. When it comes to conferences – if somebody does this right, and I know, I don't know if you watch Saturday Night Live. I'm a huge fan of the show. They started doing the show virtually in the past four or five episodes, and they suck at it. They are failing horribly at it. It's just, it's not working for sketch comedy. It really doesn't. But I have seen other organizations that have really pulled off a conference of 50, 60 people virtually. Yeah. And if somebody can pull that off for maybe – so let's say the Galo Palms can hold at max – I'm just pulling this number out of the air. Sure. 500 people. Okay. Right? 500 people. So no matter how much the organization who hires the Galo Palms, no matter how much they want to bring in more people, they can't because they're capped physically at 500. And even to try to sneak somebody else into Fire Marshal is going to have something to to say about it. But if you pull off the production, if you pull off the skill set of doing an amazing virtual conference, you no longer have to wear 500 because now you can sell a thousand, ten thousand tickets. I think with the Zoom conference we got, I can have up to 10,000 people on, on at the same time.
1: Again? <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was such a saying? crazy time when we did that. It too, really was. You know? Yeah. It was only to save me Ooh. happy birthday. I mean, crazy. I can't believe so you did crazy. All that. Yeah.
0: but yeah, dude, I will be terrified, and I think that's going to be the future. Well, the question co- uh,
1: begs to be asked, though. At the same time, like, uh, do you do it? Yeah, it's it, 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 bro. Or do you, do you just cancel innovate? it? Do you cancel it? Shut it no. down and wait for next year because phases are phases. Things are different. What we're living in right now in your state versus mine, like you could probably still go to Disney World right now, right? You could you could start that process again, right? Nope. No. No? Nope. Okay. They
0: don't open up until uh,
1: j- uh, July. July. Okay, got it. So they're going to open up in July. The world yep. is going to be different in July. Rules <laughs> will be different in July. And then as you move forward, it's going to change again, 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 again. But when you're talking about a, a conference that's going to have between five hundred and three thousand people uh-huh you got a plan you gotta of have you something do. in effect you, you, you can't wait to the last minute airfares oh. being booked etc it, it's a lot you know well that's what i'm saying you don't wait to next year because
0: this was ha- okay it's let me tell you how much i appreciate what's happening in the world right now and i say that holistically because it really puts to test What resources and infrastructures we have, both externally and internally, to see what works and what doesn't work. And if you as an organization, you decide to just wait things out, you're going to miss out on an amazing opportunity to be a trailblazer on what the new normal is going to be. So any business owner that's listening right now. Any business leader, senior executive that's listening right now, do not pass up on this opportunity to test and learn different things that just six months before, nobody would give you the time of day to actually do. And you know what I'm talking about? If you've been listening right now knows exactly what I mean, they had that idea that they were afraid to throw out there because they were going to see as that one person with a stupid idea. Guess what? Those stupid ideas are working now. Though that that facade, and I put a quote, you know, I I put that in quotes. That people working from home was not going to work very well. That's being thrown out the window every single day because it's working. So, are you is do it, you want to be that organization that that really just step back and let other ones innovate? Next thing you know, you are going
1: to be known as that second best. Is everything working virtually the way as intended? Let's get into this real quick. And what I want to pitch not, to you and toss to you right now: okay. investigations. Okay. now with some planning and preparation, they can be effective and fair. Okay, you can still do this in a virtual environment. J.D. Supra, on the first, pushed out an article talking about the pros and cons of virtual investigations. Fantastic piece. Highly recommend checking out the Google to talk Mm -hmm. about that. But the ability to schedule interviews and other necessary conversations with more immediacy, providing the opportunity to gather more information while it's top of mind for interviewees reductions in the amount of time, cost and travel required. You d- you just get someone to dial into the conference and get yeah. the information that you need. You still establish that positive two-way communication. How do you really know that that's the person on the other line and maybe not their twin or triplet?
0: I mean, how do you know in person if you never met the person before? Oh, yeah. I no, mean, there's a whole fingerprint
1: process, right? You know, you bring them in for <laughs> investigation. Uh, did you, stop by did you processing. pee in a cup before
0: you walk in here? Well, we exactly. got to check
1: in DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop by the front no. desk. You so, need to pee, right? I will be,
0: <laughs> I, and we're going to watch. I will be the first, <laughs> first to tell you. I will be the first.
1: I'm laughing only because Skip that it. has like the Marine Corps written all over I it. know. I know. <laughs> I
0: know. Let me make sure that's not somebody else's pee. Really I know. Think that's, not it's innovative? Innovative? coming out of me.
1: Do you have something taped to the bottom of it?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I love how they thought how innovative we were back then. <laughs> Hello, we signed up for the Marine Corps. We can't be that innovative.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean so, like seriously, in a workplace investigation, you don't you do not make them stop by the front for for those that are not senior no. executives that are maybe still in college or fresh out or just getting into HR internal investigations. You do not make them stop by the front desk to pee. You do <laughs> no, you not take their man. fingerprints. There Please is don't. no formal booking. This no, taking place. You may have to take their temperature, depending on where you're working well, and the current COVID now. rules. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but beyond that, over to
0: you, Rick. So so from from an investigation perspective, I've always been a fan of doing them all in person. Um, there is, it, it's body language is important. Well, exactly nonverbal in cues. Yeah, nonverbal cues and the physical 50%. interactions. of communication is nonverbal.
1: Okay, so when when you have the person in front of you, you could see them head to toe, or maybe they're sitting at a table, and you see Uh them chest up, right? Mm -hmm. Or however the arrangement is. Do you have it set up in such a way so that when that video conference is taking place, you can have a more holistic view of the individual? Or do you have uh, uh, have it set up in such a way so that, hey, I... I need to see more than your face. Like, can you can you define these <laughs> no. rules or no? You're you limited, know, well, right?
0: Well, no. So I don't even bring it up, right? Because I am limited to whatever the IT infrastructure on the other end. I'm I'm limited to that because I could say all day I want you to have ABC, but what if they don't have it? This, you know what? Just communicate with me the best way you can with what resources you have. But at the very least, I want to be able to see you, right? But I. E- even then, I don't dictate what I want to see. I, I just want to see your face, want to see your eyes when we're talking. I don't want to say, hey, show me everything, because I, I don't know what I'm going to see.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd rather that's not. Right. right. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. But no, as just, long as we have see you.
1: positive two-way communication, we've got you on video, we could see you. You and could have see a me. Yes. And we could talk. We could just talk. Yes. Do, you, do so, you establish a single path of communication? Like, hey, I'm going to call you on Skype. I'll call you on Zoom. I'll call you on uh, Slack, whatever it may be.
0: So, no, I, I don't do that because if I'm tr- if I'm conducting an investigation, my goal in this investigation is to make the other person that I'm investigating as calm and as chill as possible. Um, that way I can get them clear headed and let the guard down so I can get the information that I need. So now we're talking so, the
1: virtual environment.
0: No, I know. I know. So. So the reason I'm saying that is I don't want to bog down the core of the conversation with the technical aspects behind the conversation. So if I start focusing too much on, I got to see this, I got to see that, focus on this, focus on that, their mind gets off about what I need them to talk about. So I make it as easy as possible for them. Either Zoom, Google Hangout, Google Duo, Microsoft Skype, whatever it is, whatever they're comfortable with is what I'm good with as long as I can see them.
1: Hey, hit me up on Snapchat, you know, let, let's do that thing. <laughs> Right. No. No. <laughs> it's a, it's a TikTok. Can we
0: talk on TikTok? Yeah. No. no. We're not gonna we're not <laughs> gonna talk on TikTok. <laughs> one of the things that I do say is because, you know, in any and any HR person will tell you this. Um when they are in an in person meeting um, with an associate conducting an investigation, one of our biggest concerns is that maybe the conversation is being recorded and what i do if i have an inkling because you could tell when a conversation is being recorded uh it, it, it's on the cover because they start asking questions that just makes no sense for the context in which we're talking. You can tell ever seen a movie where two people are talking about a specific subject, but the storyline has built up to the point that everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But those two people are talking about it just so we can understand. I'm like, right. If you and I were talking about it, we wouldn't be that detailed right? because we know <laughs> these details already. <laughs> Same thing here. They start asking these questions. And I'm like, why are you? Ah, oh, you're setting for the guitar. Ah, There you it. are. So what I do is every twenty minutes or so, I just throw something in there that goes along like this. And you know what, uh, 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 JC? I just want to make sure for the record that I do not consent for this conversation to be recorded. Let's continue. And they're like, "What?" <laughs> so if they if they stop, like, what the heck are you talking about? You know, they're not recording. But if they have a glossed eye, like a, like a glossed view on on their face, yeah, they're recording.
1: I like I, how you started that though. If they have a glossed eye singular just one <laughs> just, just one. one right yeah like the just monopoly one, move, one right? you know i don't
0: want to see people have two right you can not assume <laughs> shit these days just whatever so so yeah but man, you gotta um, be timely
1: though too you have to be quick about things it's not like uh you're still gonna have well, a lot of time right well here's what i was saying it, it, it's that's our biggest at least
0: for me i don't want this conversation to be recorded i'm not saying anything wrong but i want to make sure that i don't make it easier for them neither so when you are relying on technology, that chance of that conversation being recorded, it just went up tenfold. So now um, if it's that concern is always there because they can record anything behind the scenes and we won't know. So it's crucial that if you feel that that conversation is being recorded, then you do say that statement at the very least in a state that does not require two person consent, you'll be OK. So
1: I'm, if, if, if you ever say color. that, that's awesome. While we start to record this show, we can't record the show.
0: No, here's the You can, right? Because there, there's no force field that stops you from doing it. You just can't use it for whatever reason you wanted to use it for that caused you to record it to begin with.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what
0: I'm saying? So it, it's it's I love it when people are having a conversation and it gets bad and somebody says, I'm gonna start recording and the other person says, Well, no, because I don't allow it. So if I say I don't consent, you gotta stop recording. No, I don't. I can record all I want. You need to stop talking if that's what, the case. Okay, so
1: what other assets, what other items or tools would you need in in your cash to move forward? effectively for a virtual investigative workplace from a human resource perspective and tools that or things that you may not have in place right now. Say you hit the gas and you mm-hmm. had to convert your entire workforce into a virtual workforce a few months ago, and then now they're still doing it. And you, you did something so instrumentally amazing in the history of your organization by getting them all into telework and, and the virtual workspaces in a very short order that, that you are the Superman of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to the investigation process. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to fly by the seat of your pants? Do you put together a white paper, one sheet, a, a, a document that states how the process will work and go and get that policy in place for the virtual investigative process? Do you need other tools and assets within your cash? Talk to me. There's people that need this advice. <laughs> um, you know how I feel about policies.
0: As soon as you start writing things down in detail, it bogs down the real reason why that initiative exists to begin with. So it, it, as far as policy, you're asking the wrong person because because he cause no, here, I'm not. Here's what I would I'm do. asking Maybe. the right person with intent. No, I don't <laughs> like policy. <laughs> that, and that's, that's my saying. point. That's okay, what go so, on. So, um, f- so for me, for me, um, when, or any HR person conducting an investigation, how you conduct the investigation virtually shouldn't change much other than the, than the technical aspects of it. Everything else, how you approach it, how you formulate the questions, um, what do you ask, what information do you give, because you got to be careful that the 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 subject doesn't leave your meeting with more information than what they came in with. Um, so, so all that stays the same. The only difference is, is that you've got to be even more worried that the conversation is being recorded against your wishes because you really can't see what's happening behind the scenes outside of the purview of the camera in which you're seeing it. So that's my only advice would be would be to just be cautious. Always act as if you're being recorded, but still, you should not be okay with the conversation being recorded. You should make your intentions known, just in case they want to give that to an attorney or somebody else. Any attorney who's ethical and doesn't want to lose their their uh, board certification or the license of practice in that state would not take that case just because that was said.
1: Are all people it, in it human resources ethics. a potential agent of change? Are all people in all roles in HR? in a capacity day-to-day where they could step up and and help reinforce and enact effective change within an organization from your perspective?
0: I'll give you the cliche answer. Everybody can be an agent of change.
1: Right, got but, it. Give me the real answer now.
0: So, <laughs> um, it's, it's the real answer is almost cliche as well, man. You... If you want to be an agent of change, you
1: have to believe in the reason why the change is happening. But You've but got to get is, that mindset. Is being in HR inherent of itself, just, just the fact that you are in human resources, it doesn't matter what your job title is or what you do. Is it inherent to the nature of the industry that you should be in the seat in that role? where you could help champion change if need be.
0: Yes, it, it, it's so yes, from an HR perspective, because if the CEO of an organization decides that he or she wants to make some change in the culture, HR plays a huge part in that. So if you're going to be in that space, you need to have the flexibility and have the skill set and the patience to be that agent of
1: change. So, so it's so more yes, than anybody just, in HR would need to. Yeah, it's more than just managing contracts, employment contracts is uh, more than it's, administration we're, we're talking about developing uh, techniques, developing methodologies, pathways of communication, especially with minimalized staff present to, to remain effective moving forward too, right? So let's come back real quick that C word. So where HR
0: comes in is they helped the executive leadership put a communication strategy together so good that by the time the the, the communication has been delivered – the associates are bought in, the hearts and minds are one. We're not telling people this is what's going to happen. We're telling people the vision of where this organization wants to go. And we want to get you excited about that destination. And we want you along for this journey. you That's how you win the hearts and minds of people. And that's what HR comes in, and they focus on that they are that liaison between the operations and the or and, okay. and the employees of the organization.
1: Okay, and I'm ultimately I am going somewhere with this. Uh, just stay with me though, as as we I got you go step by yeah. step here. So operations, you you just went virtual three months ago. You're in this new space and and way of working. Mid level and and senior level leaders are looking to interface with the employees more effectively and stay in touch with them and, and, and communicate in better ways. Is it, is it the design of a specific team and the way that their management style is that will help them succeed just on their own without you as a contributor from human resources? Or can you step up to the plate more to help make that change happen and reinforce the values of the organization through that virtual environment. We've already laid the baseline saying yes, mm-hmm. but when we're talking about ways that you can, from human re- the resource seat, from the HR seat, no matter what your level or position is, stepping in to assist a manager, a leader, a supervisor at any level along the way in helping build effective team communication might be out of the wheelhouse for some, but it is something that they could still move yeah. forward with it if they desire, right? Yes. Um, and this is where training and development is crucial for any
0: organization. Um, in, in my classes, a lot of people do ask me, um, what what is a good trait for a leader to have? Uh, because a lot of different generations come into the the workforce and they work for 20 years. And at that point, another generation comes in. Now, one generation has a different point of view for how a work should be done than the other generation. Now they have to work together. So um, a lot of people ask me, how do you address, how do you connect with these different generations? And there's no there there's only one way, one key training that you can provide your managers that helps them with any generational issue, whether you're working from home, you, whether you're working in the office, doesn't matter. And that's how to be flexible. Flexibility, how to work best under pressure, how to be calm when everything is a shit show around you. If you teach those skill set to your to your leaders, you're not gonna have any issues with COVID-19 with a hurricane, with looting, with protesting, with riots, whatever the case may be, doesn't really happen. It it doesn't really matter. Excuse me. So what I'm saying is, if you teach them how to be flexible, if you teach them how to stay calm and collective, and when the pressure is really on, you're not going to have any issues because your employees are going to resonate with that. Okay, And some people will self-reject and that's perfectly okay. But the training has to be there. You got to provide that for the employees and and the leaders.
1: Let's talk about empathy and engagement right now. Mm -hmm. You may be in a position, doesn't matter if you're in HR or not. You could be in operations, administration, no matter where you are. Being able to have empathy during a conversation and being able to properly engage people in a genuine way goes a very long way into advancing <laughs> yes. the baseline yes. of an organization as you proceed to move forward if someone is tasked with having to do x amount of data driven activities during a day and now in the virtual space that percentage is down you you're you're running reports you're from the hr perspective helping them see a bigger picture of data analytics right mm-hmm. and you're starting to see a lack of performance in some individuals across the board. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with some of that time related to the lack of performance being dedicated to one-on-one conversations that are taking place between team members to remain Mm -hmm. engaged, to remain focused, to remain driven, and and communicate through an empathetic lens. When you don't have that positive communication and people become alienated and they're solely driven Mm -hmm. into... The realm of their four walls, and they're not going anywhere, and they're not seeing their coworkers, and they're not doing these things. They become isolated. You might have senses of depression set in. They don't feel heard, right? So, so, so oh God, I just sound
0: like a parrot. This is where the conversations and the culture of trust comes in. If you have that foundation of a culture of trust, if you have that foundation that you have that personal relationship with each and every one of your employees and that relationship is driven by the employee, not by you, by the employee, but that you know the minimum of what that employee is going through, you're not going to have those issues. And here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is one of the worst things an organization can do when they were forced to be virtual, where they're not built that way, is to still hold the associates accountable for the same KPIs that were relevant when you were in the office that now they're doing virtually. And I'm not saying you have to drop your standards. I'm saying you have to amend them a little bit because you're changing the environment to where an employee is thriving. So let's say the associate thrives in the working in the office environment. We don't know how big of a factor that is. So now you change that environment and that superstar you had six months ago now is at the bottom of the pack. So what are you going to throw the book at them? No, you're going to have a conversation with that person and say, what's going on? Six months ago, you were rocking and now you're not. What has changed? Oh, now you're working from home. Now, let's talk about that.
1: Now, let's also tack in that factor. Anyone mm-hmm. can be a global contributor from any seat that they sit. From the HR perspective, you're specialist, you're uh-huh. your specialist, your generalist, your your assistant, they can mm-hmm. step in and, and be that effective agent of change along the way in the same they same can. methodology. A yeah. few months ago, they were a rock star. Now their numbers are down. But one thing that you may not see is they're taking part in their own initiative to reach out and remain engaged with those within the organization to properly and effectively communicate things. And maybe one thing that they're doing is not effectively communicating with you. So, so where where you're looking to throw the book at them, Maybe it's a good constructive discussion about realigning the way that you communicate in that culture of trust with your own employees to understand that they're covering your back. They've got you. They got you to the end of days, but they're doing more than you realize, right? Yes, because they are, they are,
0: they are trying to keep the same regular standard they're used to virtually. Now, You as a leader have to understand that, yes, there are distractions at work, but there are some distractions at home with this whole COVID-19 situation that is not existing at work. For example, schools are closed. It's the summer now, right? Daycares are closed where they were, but now the kids are at home. The other spouses are home because they're furloughed. Now they got cabin fever. They got cabin fever in the, in the room next to you when you're trying to work. Now you're worried about all these things happening at home that they, it didn't exist six, six months ago. You change everything. That affects the psyche of a person. That, is, that, that, that affects the mindset, the clarity in their focus. And you as a leader have to know that and you have to understand that. But you have to keep those lines of communications open that the associate can tell you exactly what's wrong and to see how you can fix it if they want you to.
1: I had a great conversation with someone this past week, and I, I shared a bit more of uh, my thoughts and insight into the, uh, the building of a culture of trust, right? Huh? And, and mind you, I, I had a lot of deep conversations about this with quite a few people this week. Some of them Mm -hmm. were very important discussions, but after the dust cleared and I had a great opportunity to sit down and and talk with a direct peer of mine and I communicated how important it was to build that environment, to build that culture of trust, to build X, Y, Z, it was, it was interesting, and, and, and I don't know if it was someone just ruffling their feathers or, or just trying to get the better of a conversation and situation, but the comment was, well, that's not your lane. That's outside your box. That's part of the reason why you haven't been promoted to this other level for these other things in a, quite some time. That's something someone else needs to be doing. If you take a look at me and what I do, it's data, it's numbers, it's X, Y, Z, and I can prove that hard and fast. Okay. I could tell you for a fact, though, for a solid hour, I talked to the guy who lives by himself, that's feeling depressed, got into a better place, leveled that playing field, and covered the Mm -hmm. base of the people that I work with every day, and, and covered my supervisor's back. We got each other's back and we live in this culture. And you, dear peer, you may not feel or think the same way. You might be ladder climbing and doing the rock star ability type thing. And that's cool, bro. But look, end of the day, this is a real thing. <laughs> this is a real thing that ap- impacts and affects an organization uh, uh, at its core, Rick. Yep.
0: You're, 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 <laughs> you're, You would always have folks like that. You will always have people like that. You're not going to change their minds, man. That's not going to happen. And your job is not to change their mind. And you shouldn't make that your job. What you should do is, all right, thank you for the information. You do whatever's best for you. Yeah, you do you. I'll be over here. You do you. Yeah, Yeah, but but you know what, though? It's It just baffles me how many people say that the best thing you can do is just stay in your lane. I mean, that's just such a, I mean, to me
1: restricting somebody. If I know somebody... I, I find that to be... A, a, it's almost like they're fearful. They're fearful when they something. say things yeah, like right. this. And what they're fearful, fearful of, of, of something. is who you are, what your abilities are, and how great you're doing. Maybe. Okay, see, I don't why, know.
0: Why is it so hard for people to just say, you know what? You'll be great at that. Go for it. Exactly. Why is it so hard for people to say that? Man, I've I don't know. i never understood that. Me neither. I never... If you see somebody has a talent that can help the Go overall good of the organ, yeah. give them the resources and give them the opportunity and pave the way for them. Hey, Otherwise, look, you're just an asshole.
1: You're, you're, uh, you're 60% exactly what we need here. Let me spend some <laughs> time with you and try to get you to 100%. Let me explain the deficiencies of that 40% to bring you up to speed on why these other marks aren't hitting. And I got your back. Let's work together and train you up, right? But remember, you are 60%
0: of exactly what we need. I need you to be 100% at that 60%. Don't go any anything above that, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so stupid. It's so restrictive. Right. I've seen so many leaders that do that, and when I see a leader that doesn't let their associates shine, it doesn't. They don't let their associates showcase their skill set. That is a leader who is not confident wow. in their abilities to be a leader. Rick, sometimes, it's,
1: sometimes it's not even the leader. Sometimes it's that peer to peer discussion. Sometimes it's that mindset of, of different uh, clicks within an organization, right?
0: Yeah, if you care kinda, about that. Kind of like yeah. the
1: instance I'm just talking about right here. It's not a leader-driven type thing. It's a mindset of a peer. But that peer has a supervisor and a leader as well, and then so on. Their and, mindset, and that's right? their thing. Right. Yeah. 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 So you can't let that mindset
0: influence in yours unless you no. let it. No, not at all. Right? It's not. So you still do your thing. To me, you know what? Here's the thing. I would be more motivated to get out of my lane when somebody tells me to stay in mine. Because I'm like, ooh, I'm doing something right. I ruffle the feather. Okay. And I'm, the worst thing you can do is tell me, stay in my lane. Let, let, let's like, talk ah. about
1: ruffling feathers. And let's uh-huh. talk about a guest that was on not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the good doctor out of, uh, what's that, Vermont or New Hampshire. Dr. Borcianko, right? Yes, 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 okay. yes. One of the things that she said when she was on this program, she talked about, you know, we, we were talking about at one point in time, creating a safe space for discussion and communication amongst peers and employees to where you feel comfortable to communicate. And she agreed to a point, but then she also had an issue with the term safe space and kind of delved into that a little bit. And if you if you do want to hear that program, just go back, look in the coffers. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Carlin Yanko, correct? I, I hope so, I said yeah. that right. I, hope, and, uh, I, hope you uh, I forget right the too. episode number. Feel free to look it up. Um, great show. But one of the things that she was talking about was being a little more disruptive sometimes. If there's a tough discussion that needs to be had, sometimes it's not good to do it solely from a perspective of a safe space. As long as you're living and existing within a culture of trust, you could use radical candor to communicate. But sometimes it doesn't always need to be safe. And where I'm firing from with this, Rick, and why I'm trying to tie it all together, Forbes had an article this past week. You shared it with me. And it talked about uh, George Floyd and racism. Five conversations Mm -hmm. credible leaders must have at this moment. And um, it talks about uh, a conversation to acknowledge what's happening in this moment and to connect America's history to the present. We've talked a lot during this program so far about the virtual workspace, about taking those, uh, sticking our neck out and and taking chances and assuming risks associated with the virtual work, the virtual conference, the virtual workspace, the virtual investigation. We are also in some other uncertain times right now. I want Mm -hmm. to turn the mic over to you for a brief moment here to just kind of talk about this Forbes article, and and let's kick this off. Let's get right into it because – There's a lot going on in the country right now. And that definitely bleeds through into day-to-day work, right?
0: It does. Um, And that episode you was talking about, it's episode 225, creating a Zen work environment with Dr. Carlin Borisenko. So I did share that article with you because, look, it's no secret what, what is happening in the world right now. Um, regardless of how you feel about the subject. And, and I, and I say that in general, right? Because some people feel one way, some people feel another. Other people may think it's wrong for you to feel this way. Other people may think it's wrong for you to feel uh, another way. So I'm not focusing on that because it, it's that implies you want to change people's mind. And that's not what I want to do. But from an employee manager perspective in the office, um, I think right now, you hit the nail right in the head, JC, when you said empathy, because empathy right now, it's crucial. Right this second, right now, it is exactly what organizations need to make sure that associates have a quote unquote safe space. Before I continue, let me pause a second yeah. for a safe space, because I'm I'm with the doctor on this one. i I. I, I cringe when I hear safe space because I why? feel – because for somebody, for me, who I hate policies and I, I, I understand why they're needed, Um, for this, I think they're really necessary because we have to define what a safe space is. Safe space for person A could be completely different than space, safe space for person B. And I just want to make sure that safe space means that, yes, you are free to say whatever is in your heart. But you still got to be respectful with it because I'm always touting you have to be genuine, but I have to be careful who I tell that to, because definitions of being genuine can be different from one person to another. Yeah. Somebody can be feel comfortable saying, I hate kittens and I like to kill them, right? They're being genuine, but holy crap, what a dark way to express it. Right. So I hate to use animals into it, but I, I'm just I'm just shooting off the cuff here. So what I'm saying is, is that safe space has to be defined. That way is understood by every walks of life, every point of view on what that safe space means. So, all right, now let's let's create that safe space. And
1: when people are the wait, 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 right- wait, wait a second though. Wait a second mm-hmm. though. If if we're already living, working, and existing within a culture of trust and within an organization where we can effectively communicate with each other in the ways that we just talked about regarding COVID-19, pandemic guidelines, virtual workforce, et cetera, the building of that culture of trust, why would you need to establish a air quote safe space that that you're starting to get into? Shouldn't it be inherent to the nature of way things are? Or do we need to write a policy describing no, what no, this is? You're right. It should be inherent, right? So I'm
0: talking to people who don't have that solid foundation of culture of trust.
1: Okay. And some people hate the term safe space. So what else would you call it? say (laughs) space well okay (laughs) right but i mean in one context you use that term and it's going to be a room at the office where you could go you could lay down have a a moment talking so you're talking a physical uh, right and this is what people think because the same term is being associated with the conversation at the same time right so some people get confused in that sense because there's a blurring of the lines between that literal safe space where someone's going give and, you an example. and and smelling incense and in a place where you're going. I'm going to give you an example. right? Yeah, go and, ahead. Go ahead.
0: And I know, I know, this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but I'm going to say it anyway because this is our show and we dictate what our safe space are here. Okay. So, um, I it's I've been really vocal on social media with what's going on in the world today. Right. And one of the things is is I do agree that there is a racial injustice happening uh, around the nation. There is. I don't know if it's systemic because I don't think it's trained. I don't think people some people do it willingly, but then other people, it is in their hearts and they're in positions where they are given a license to express that hatred. And then that's the issue, in my opinion. So with everything going on, one of the things I'm vocal on, I have a huge respect for the flag. So I understand why uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled, knelt for the flag. I completely understand that. I wholeheartedly disagree in the manner in which he's doing it. And that roughs some people the wrong way because to them, it means that I don't care about the original injustice. It's, it's That could be further from the truth. I care about the, about the original injustice. But to me, I have a huge huge respect for the flag. And if you disrespect that, I take that personally. I can help you in any which way, in any other way. But for, to me, that is an issue. Just like he has the right to express that, which he does, and I support that right, I've got the right to condemn it. So I feel safe in saying that here, right? Because, you know, I know it's going to rush some people the wrong way, and it is what it is. I've had some conversations in social media and some people that I, that I that I do have deep connections with. But that's just my opinion, my view. I'm not saying other people are wrong to believe or not believe in that cause. I'm not saying that I'm wrong, which is that's the beauty of this country. man. it's we can have those differences of opinion. So when you put those safe spaces in there and you say, hey, it's a safe space. Say what you want. Be careful because you're opening opening those floodgates. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying is be ready for what you're going to hear. Because if you're too sensitive, if you don't have the backbone to hear an opposing view that conflicts with the very fabric that makes you you, you can't handle that. Don't have a a safe space. If you can't handle that, don't be a leader. Develop those skills and step up and be that leader and listen to what people have to say. Now, with everything happening right now, with associates coming back to work from spending eight weeks, nine, ten weeks at home when they weren't used to that, now people are starting to be to to be called back into the office, and the first physical contact with their colleague is what's happening in the world right now. You as a leader have to step in and create that safe space for associates. So I just explain and what that, that means. So you got to have some parameters around it, but as a leader. You have to practice that empathy. You do. Never, ever pick a side. Now, I know it sounds counterintuitive because I'm saying let the employees express themselves, but the managers cannot. Well, you know what? If you want to take it that way, go right ahead. But what you dare to do is to listen to what the employees have to say, listen to what they're feeling, and respond accordingly. Respond accordingly. Just listen. Listen listen to their concerns. If there's anything you can do to help them out in that process, go ahead and do that. But to completely shut down the conversation and say, we're not going to talk about that here, then you know what? You're no different than any other sweatshop out there, right? So you've got to be there as a leader and create that safe space, put some parameters in uh, in, in that safe space, and damn it, listen to your freaking employees. They're hurting out there. Just because you haven't experienced what's happening out there right now, it doesn't make what's happening out there right now non-existent. It's real for them. And it's real for one employee. And it could be a different kind of real for a different employee. Guess what? This is America. And we're allowed to express those grievances. We're allowed to air out those grievances. And as a leader, as as somebody who should really focus on the H&HR, the best thing you can do to really wince those hearts and minds is whether you agree or not, listen to what they have to say. I'm not seeing engaging in the cause one way or another to the extreme. You could be engaging if you want to uh, march with somebody down the street um, protesting peacefully. That's their right to do. I just had this question last week. Um, I think uh, I'm not going to say, but but uh, I did have a client who said, Ricky, um, can we are are we, are, we, are we required to give people time off to go protest? And I'm like, what, what kind of question? Because I don't know if we're required. I think they're looking at it like jury duty. Like we have to give them time for that or military leave. And the answer is you should not break away from whatever time off process you've had in place before any of this happened. If they ask for time off, Give them the time off if you're following the process. Ricky, what do we do if we see them on TV protesting? Then you saw them on TV protesting. What are you going to (laughs) do? It's their free time. If their free time. Now, here's the thing. If you see them on TV, let's say you work at a Joe's, I don't know, Joe's Auto Body Shop. And you see them wearing the Joe's Auto Body Shop shirt taking a brick, throwing it through the window of the Nike shop, yeah, you're going to have to act on that because now they it looks like Joe's Body Shop is out there looting. But I guess what I'm saying is is that as a leader, you have to be flexible in your communication. You have to turn up your empathy skill set when you welcome the associates back in. If they want to talk about it, talk about it. Listen, refrain from picking a side because you don't want to alienate the associates. Now, if you have that, that, uh, that personal connection when you are able to express how you feel and it's still not going to create an issue, by all means, go for it. I'm just saying in general, your goal shouldn't be to pick one side or the other. Your goal should be to listen and listen to the concerns of the associates.
1: At the same time, to your point there about, uh, what if I saw my employee on TV? Certain organizations may have different ethical standards and guidelines in place though right true yes so if there is a policy in place that supersedes the the way that employees are to ethically act in their free time you can't just blow that off or you can cannot you? no
0: okay well it's it, it depends because that policy cannot violate what the law states right so um so for One great example is going to to do with this, but the parallels are the same, right? It's you cannot have a policy that says an associate cannot request a medical accommodation. Well, you can't have that because it violates the law, right? There's a law that says you can do that. But there is you can't have a policy that says you cannot embarrass the organization on social media or out there in the open that tarnishes the brand of the organization, but I don't know of any law that says that associates are allowed to loot or allowed to protest or all these things. I mean, not, not at least from work. Right. Because no law says that you have to give this person two hours to go protest. Okay. Question no. for you.
1: Question for you. Yes. Ben. When we're we're talking about opinions, just like you said, re- uh-huh. remaining open-minded, empathetic, clear communication, mm-hmm. understanding, etc. We, we're also seeing a certain level of cancel culture, where if no. there are differences of opinion, certain people are, are being removed from their positions for possessing a different <laughs> perspective, even yeah. though it's not a radically uh, hard-lined, out-the-door perspective that, that would be deemed unlawful. It's a difference of opinion or yeah. saying the same thing in two different ways. Uh, talk to me about that one. I I so I mentioned this on social media over the weekend, and I it, it, I think
0: it rubs some people the wrong way as well. Because, you know, unfortunately, JC, we live in a country where values are not valued. Attention is valued. Right? So you can have the most Christian-based values or this based values, home-based. Whatever it is that doesn't drive prosperity in the country, it's, I'm sorry. You can people can can disagree with me. Doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, this just happened this past week, and 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 this is a, a great example. Drew Brees, yeah. Drew Brees yeah. said he said that he cannot stand with anybody who kneels for the flag. A lot of people took offense to that, and I understand why people took offense to that. I get it. Right, because there's a lot of nasty things happening in the world right now. Right, we're not taking away from what happened, what's happening with police brutality and 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 racial injustice. We're not saying that doesn't exist. That that is alive and well. But this guy said he 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 has pride in the flag, so he got some backlash and he apologized. I had an issue with that. The reason I had an issue with that is because I believe, now I don't know the guy, but I believe that the reason he apologized is because he was about to lose his livelihood because he was about to be canceled. Why? Because we value attention. Twitter, Facebook, the media, it's all attention-driven. Money is in attention. He was about to lose all that because a lot of us, quote-unquote fan base got upset at what he said so he backpedaled now granted i mean i'm taking what he says with a grain of salt because he says i didn't know i didn't know this i didn't. how could you not know do you not watch tv do you not watch the media i mean yes i get it you may not have experienced racial injustice but you watch tv dude Right. That is that is your job is to perform on television on that platform. So I had an so the quote
1: quote reads uh, Mm -hmm. Drew Brees. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday in speaking with some of you. It breaks my heart to know. And it goes on Um, the reply from Ricky Baez. H.R. states. Just like Colin doesn't have to apologize for kneeling, you don't have to apologize for standing.
0: Correct. And and, and I don't expect Colin to apologize. That is his right. And I support him in his right for that freedom of speech. I support Drew Brees for his right. And to me, at the end of the day, what I support is people uh, having the platform.
1: I think what you're saying, though, like how how Brees uh, stepped back and said, yeah, I didn't even know. That, that's that's a borderline cop out at that point, though, right? That's it's straight up bullshit. You but can't tell is, me you don't know the racial injustice happening in this country. But is society at a point where he could have an opinion like that and still have his opinion valued and understood, while also stating and under and coming out with and saying that he fully understands the other side of the argument as well? It's almost like you can't have a Equal and fair difference of opinion to a degree. You though. No, no, you can't again because attention is what's valued, right? And
0: you know what? The same can be said. The same can be said for Colin, right? Because the argument can be made that he doesn't have a job because of his things, Okay. and that's a cancel culture.
1: So, so where does this conversation fit into the workplace? Your leader, where do you blend this into a discussion from your leadership perspective? So, or do you just leave it alone? No, 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 no. Do not leave. Do not leave. You have to address it.
0: But you got to be careful in how
1: you address it, right? If you go one so, way, you're taking a side. If you go the other way, you're taking another side. There's I, almost cor- no middle ground right now in the discussion. <laughs> no, there is. no, there is. There is. So as a leader, as a leader, do
0: not go in and say that, hey, I agree or disagree with this. That, 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 that is the worst thing you can do, right? That's even worse than not saying anything at all. Because if you don't say anything at all, you're either ignorant because you just don't know or ignorant because you just don't care. Either way, you're ignorant, right? So you should say something about it. But again, how you say it, and it should go something like this, that us in this organization, we understand there are some things going on in the world and some people are hurting. Is there injustice? Yes. But what we're here to do right now is to listen to what you have to say and to make sure your voice is heard and to make sure that you have a safe space to be able to express what you believe in so long as you're respectful about it and that you are open-minded to what other differences of opinion are out in the organization. That's the beauty of this country. That's the beauty of this company, that we're able to have these conversations right now and have those differences of opinion, but to respect each other as a human being. Because I can't sit here and, and, and be... What's the phrase I'm looking for? I can't sit here and pretend I, I know what it is to look at the world through your lens when my lens is completely different. The only lens that I know is mine. But the, the very fact that I understand there's other people out there with a different lens That's the first step in truly understanding that the world does not revolve around you. There's other people out there as well. And you want to be there for all your associates to make sure that they feel comfortable, they feel safe in speaking their mind and being heard in a respectful and professional manner. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to listen. So whatever it is that you want to talk about, let me know. How can I help you? Let me know. And I I will help you the best way that I can. Because we're all here for one thing and one thing only. Let's not lie. We got bills. And we got bills to pay. But we're here for most of our day. And my job is to make sure that you got all the tools you need to be prosperous. But while we're here, let's have a good time with it and enjoy each other's company and appreciate different points of view. Boom. Done. That's it. Do it like
1: that. You'll be all right. Aw.
0: It's time for...
1: Current events this week is brought to you in part by the roller coaster in Tennessee that Ricky took a picture of, a video of. <laughs> a fantastic ride down the Alpine coaster. Bro, Please stop by our awesome. uh, Twitter. Susan sent a link out on that one. Uh, definitely. This awesome. if, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Which, which, by the way, before we get fully into our current events right here, there was a lot of heat at the start of the week once you uh, hopped on the private jet and flew up to Tennessee there, Rick. <laughs> Um, so Susan is a contributor to the program. She's been a valued team member behind the scenes for a very long time. She has effectively removed the interns access to all what? social media platforms for Why? HR talk. The day that you left, um, uh. she really didn't a lot with the platform over the course of the week. I stayed on the sidelines, brother. I just wanted to see the fireworks fly and see what happened. Um, <laughs> She did a decent job. She's had a hard time with social media, not going to lie, that. you know, self-attested. Um, but she's come a long way. Very optimistic yeah, woman. You know, she's <laughs> uh, uh, very, very great behind the scenes for everything she does for the uh, the show. Anyways, um, big thank you to Susan. A big, <laughs> big I'm sorry to the intern. Uh, hopefully we could get a conference call between them and the face of the franchise. And, and maybe you could help moderate It'd that to... to yeah. Uh, equal out the waters a little bit yeah. um i have received personal feedback about our twitter account and instagram uh, the lack of memes is upsetting to people they're looking for more memes now so two mm. to three weeks ago it was too many memes now it's not enough memes so hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully we can find a, a good comfortable middle ground there rick. Are we memeless yeah we're memeless <laughs> right now and Got that's it. partly susan's fault but i'm not even gonna Freaking head down that susan track. well she put up Dang a picture it. of weeds rick what like weeds in her garden oh like, <laughs> i just i don't know she's good at what you she does me for a second like what did she put up I you, didn't see okay that. why don't you just review our twitter account for a little bit uh, while i read this uh first uh news article Go to ahead. you? so the, this, Let me new, jump in. this first article comes to you from twitter and uh this is from sherm and uh they they made a statement uh <laughs> earlier during the week that uh uh, George Floyd by police who died May 25th while in police custody. Some protesters uh, turned into mob scenes as people vandalized and looted business, period. And then they put up a link, and that was from Sherm. Uh So there were people that chimed in. Uh, there was someone by the name of <laughs> Kate that chimed in and mm-hmm. stated yesterday, the world's largest HR organization took the side of police and those who value property damage more than human life. This is not the first time this org has made the wrong decision. Supported the wrong side or through silence was complicit in ignoring valuable members. There was a reply from the mountaintops of Tennessee from Mr. Baez that states they aren't picking a side, they're stating what actually happened. Am I missing something here? End quote. Ricky, um, there was a reply to your reply uh, mm-hmm. that stated, No, you're right, they're stated facts. So if you could just unpack this, what happened? What happened between Sherm and, and Kate and uh, and the world on, on Twitter? Because it's, it seems like a lot of stuff was taken out of context along the way. And uh, Kate went on to say, Rick, you know, speaking out on social media, reaching out to national leaders openly, challenging this position, encouraging others to do the same. My efforts have failed. I'm sorry. Sherm appears more interested in membership dollars than the people we serve. Uh, but she kept going on and on and on and on, and, and I think there. I think she replied to herself fifteen times. I'm unsure. Rick, unpack this, please.
0: <laughs> so, so here is here is how I took back because I read that tweet, and I mean, like, it, it's am I missing something here?
1: And, and by I, the way, I'm bringing this up intentionally on the heels of everything you just unpacked during this past <laughs> part of the show. So go ahead, yeah. please.
0: No, yeah, because because I I I'm trying to fully understand her position so maybe there was another tweet that i completely missed something else but i couldn't find anything that's the only thing i found now i saw you could tell by how much she was tweeting that she was emotional about this and i get that i completely do get that but it's good to be emotional about what's happening because you can't approach an emotional issue with rationale you gotta have some kind of emotion to respond to it um, to show that at least you have some kind of compassion. But don't make decisions based on that emotion. Then you still have got to have some kind of rational thought. And that's what I was trying to get at. I'm like, wait a minute. Sherm didn't pick a side here. From what I'm reading, this is merely stating the facts. That's what happened. So I guess I was trying to understand, help me understand what is what about what they said really caused you to believe that they're picking a side. And let's say they were. Let's say they did pick a side. Are we saying that Sherm doesn't care about people? Are we saying that Sherm just picks the side of police because the police is this big, bad organization? I mean, is that what she's saying with that? I don't want to put words in her mouth. I did reach out to her um, uh, uh, privately and say, look, we have a show. I would love to talk to you about this on the air. I have not heard back. So, because I would love to have that because I just want to understand. I want to give her that platform because I don't want to dismiss her concerns. I don't want to dismiss her emotions, but I'm not going to take it at face value, neither, because it has to make sense for me for, for me to comprehend it. So that was my intention there.
1: You know, part of, part of the uh, current event topics and talking about Sherm right here, their Twitter, they are very active. And uh, should you desire, also check out at Johnny C. Taylor Jr. He has a weekly video series He's doing updates on all the latest information about COVID-19 in the workplace. One of the tweets they put out 2 days ago, 40% of small businesses have reported scheduling employees for fewer hours to avoid layoffs due to COVID-19, and he specifically addresses this topic. So it's hard in one regard to to read the message that they are ignoring people. Yet in their own words, they're doing a video series where the president and CEO is specifically addressing, you know, how 40 percent of small businesses is scheduling employees for fewer hours and is directly impacting people. So it it really comes down to, like, political persuasion and, and perception and flavor of the yeah. moment, I suppose. I, I don't know. I'm not well, the guy well, to right, make the right determination on that call. Well, I'm literally just stating facts as part of the news story. Be segment.
0: careful. Be careful because you stating the facts uh, constitute you taking a position, according to some people. well, That's
1: fine. I'll invite you on the show and we could talk about it, right? <laughs> there you go. Right. So I invited her and no, I'm waiting really, for a I'll, response. I'll invite you to your show and oh, we could talk about it
0: sometime. Oh, my God. That is awesome. That'd be great. But no, man, it, it's um, I did. It, it's I I just want to understand. And that and here we go again. After that, I guess they call someone slack. Cause so many people were agreeing with her. Sherm deleted the tweet. And I'm like, what are we doing? What stay in your ground? So then now it's,
1: now it falls into cancel culture.
0: It, it, it does. I you know what? I I know cancel culture is a double-edged sword. It is, right? Because I don't like it. I don't think people should cancel quote unquote people's careers because of a misunderstanding. Man, but I'm a hypocrite because I gotta tell you that Amy Cooper chick the one who was uh, harassing that guy in the par- in, in Central Park, she got cancelled and I was happy about that because she was a bigot. She was a racist and she deserves to be canned. That's the only time I agree with it, right? But everything else with this, with everything happening with Drew Brees, with Sherm, whatever happened to just being allowed to speak your mind respectfully? And if it rustles for some feathers, it rustles some feathers. So why are people losing their career? It just doesn't make sense. Again, we value attention. We don't value values. And that is an issue. It really is an issue.
1: This next story, it's a little late to the table. This is dated May twenty six, but it's so critically Ooh, important. So long ago. This is from technical.ly should we replace human resources with people operations? They go on in this article to state that uh, they think uh, that there's a call and a need where HR professionals should embrace the change and eliminate the term human resources of departments altogether. Transition to people operations because people operations contains HR and people operations is as a strategic Functions so much more. Quote, I came to realize what we did was so much bigger than human resources. End quote. People operations phrase really had a lot more meaning and was more aligned with what we're doing and where we're going as companies and teams. They're adopting and, and changing and looking at embracing being in the PO department versus the HR department. Uh, expect the HR phrase to decline in the future. That is true. Quote, I don't foresee us ever having HR titles for anyone in our organization. HR is part of the work. People Ops is the approach to work. Maybe People Ops may be better than PO. (laughs) 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 We have to put a focus less on just maintaining compliance and more on the employee experience. People take jobs for different reasons today. They want to believe in the product. And they want to do meaningful work and know that they're going to learn and to grow. That's why people operations uh, is is meant to mean what it means, end quote. So the article is uh, an opinion piece uh, looking for your feedback and information on uh, Poe versus her. So here's what's going on. The reason HR exists is
0: because... Somebody was not doing something way back then that caused us need to exist. So here we are 30, 40, 50 years later, all the way from personnel to administration, to HR, to talent management, to now people, people. So I agree with that article. There is going to be a time where human resources is not going to be a standalone department, but it's going to be a skill set that's going to be necessary by all leaders. Because it's, look, if you're starting out in just corporate America, um, obviously you do have to start at the bottom, right? But if you are a leader and you are a senior leader, you already have a HR skill set that is necessary for you to be successful in that role. And that is the people aspect. Otherwise, you would have been promoted all these times to be that senior leader. So the people aspect has to be there. But then you got the laws, you got all these other things, the policies and things that you have to know, which I think as we get more efficient and we get more a seat at the table, that's going to become a skill set into a business operator's repertoire, armory, um, for them to be successful. Now, with that said, With that said, I've always told you, JC, that um, you could be a value in HR, you could be a value to the organization if you start if if you stop thinking like an HR person that knows the business and you start thinking like a business person that just happens to know HR. That is how you get a seat at the table and that's where this is heading. I agree with that article.
1: It's time for Florida (laughs) man. Florida Man Stories this week is coming to you from the Orlando Sentinel. It's actually a Florida woman. Florida woman was arrested after police responded to a domestic battery call that involved an attack with a hamburger. According to a report on the smoking gun, the website obtained the arrest affidavit out of Pinellas County after the incident in Largo on June 1st. The affidavit said Tanya, 47 years old, was living in a mobile home of her boyfriend's mother. And that she and the boyfriend have four children together. The affidavit said the family has been trying to help her out with a place to stay. But that on the evening of the call, she became upset when someone closed a window in her in her room. She smashed a hamburger in his face. The affidavit reads she didn't deny doing so, but, but he still had hamburger in his ear upon arrival. She made a comment that she hoped... He choked on the burger.
0: (sighs) Uh, I love my state.
1: (laughs) Once again, that's Florida woman arrested for domestic battery with hamburger.
0: Let's be clear. That's Pinellas County, right? Okay. That's on Tampa area. Good. Keep it over there. (laughs) So wait a minute. She, She missed a great opportunity for... You know, I don't know why she incriminated herself. She could have just easily said, I'm trying to be a good woman and feed my husband. I just miss his mouth. She was charged with domestic battery
1: of misdemeanor. She was later released from the county jail on her own recognizance. A judge has ordered her to have no contact with the victim. Her rap sheet includes convictions for theft, narcotics, and providing a false name to police. In January, she was convicted of battering her boyfriend during an October 2019 argument about one of their children's Halloween costumes. She served three months in jail on the battery conviction. No hamburger was involved at the previous incident.
0: Look, I'm glad everybody's okay. But can we go down a rabbit hole real quick? Could you imagine if if the guy would have died? Could you imagine if he would have died? And now they would have have to register, I guess, register that burger for evidence as the murder weapon? So then it would depend what kind of a uh, of a of a burger that is, because if it's a real burger, then they better have that trial quick because this it it's, it is going to turn green and rot. But if it's a Burger King or a McDonald's burger, they can wait five years and the evidence is not going to disappear. It'll still be there. So
1: <laughs> Miss- <laughs>
0: <laughs> now on a burger, I'm hungry is
1: titled by Susan from behind the scenes once again. Thank you for everything that you've done with the uh, stepping up of Twitter over the past week. Uh, yes. we, we we will uh, give you access again in the future. We will be taking a break from your services for a while, Susan, but thank yeah. you for everything that you've done. Uh, look forward to that conference call coming up soon. Ricky, what are some of the best ways people can reach us and your final thoughts combined into one, please?
0: <laughs> so, yes, let me, let's talk about final thoughts real quick. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Hey, guys. It is, it's be empathetic, be empathetic, listen to your associates, Um, just just be that safe space that really allows your associates to be human at work. And look, it's a tough time for everybody in this country. And it's only June, (laughs) right? So right now, there's a lot of people that need someone to talk to. They need a hug. Um, by the way, don't give a hug. That's not solicited. Be careful with that. But there's there's some emotional connections that need to happen. And I think it's important for us to be that emotional connection on the other end um, so people can feel heard. Now, with that said, go ahead and use all the resources in your organization. If you get a benefits plan, you obviously should have a workplace solutions plan, employee assistance program. Use the crap out of those. It doesn't mean that you're losing your mind. I've used it before. It really does help people out. Use those benefits. Use those resources. You'd be surprised how many associates don't know they exist in your organization. This is your opportunity to make that connection and let them know they exist. So with that said, if you have any questions, if you have any topics for the show that you want us to talk about, please give us a call. JC, we got a website. Did you know that? We got a phone number. We got social media stuff that people can get a hold of us. You can call us at 407 501 8425. Leave us a message. We'll, we'll, it's, we'll conceal it if you want to. We'll play it. It's entirely up to you. Email us at HR talk at Biesco, Instagram and Facebook, HRTalk Podcast, or Twitter, Podcast HR. Follow us. Are Do you still on the Tiki Talkie? Estamos en Tiki Yes. I just spoke Spanish for those of you who don't know. We are on Tiki Talkie, TikTok, learning how to use it. Uh, we got some. Did, don't we have a, a, a post out there that's got like 18 million views? Oh, yeah. Don't
1: we? Yeah. The food um, one, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's one million. Just real quick. Yeah. Ah. So there's, uh, <laughs> there was a video I took of uh, some guys cooking chickens, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was really good. I mean, they, they do a fantastic job at, at the chicken cooking. And it was from a, a party I did last year. And I'm like, wow! I really love this video. It's just like two guys; they got racks full of chickens lined up, and they just flip them. They've got these grates, and they flip them. It's it's ingenious. It's basic, but it's fantastic. Pretty cool. And these guys, they're amazing cooks. They really are. I mean, you're not gonna get a you're not gonna go get your haircut from a guy that has a, a, a from a barber with a bad haircut. You know, these guys, they definitely. Know how to cook, they appreciate their own cooking and they're amazing at what they do. Love these guys, right? So uh put the video on the TikTok and uh we're up to two point five million views. <laughs> that's crazy. And counting. And uh it's it's absolutely crazy. It's it, it is is crazy, crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what awesome. to say. But unfortunately that's not on on HR talk, that's just me. Yeah, I know. That yeah. that,
0: that is awesome, dude.
1: That so is it, really good. Well, we need to get more of the more of your barbecue videos out there for the world. Like what I you were do. doing through HR talk. You used to put things out there. You know, I know. It's just,
0: dude, COVID-19 really took a lot of my time. That's
1: why I had to take that vacation. All right, fair I, I had to
0: leave. Sorry. I will, I will this at week. Least, at least become... you're allowed
1: to return. If I leave, I have to stay wherever I am for 14 days. <laughs> you know? It's terrible. Anyway. That's right. It is. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. With that being said. Cue music. Uh, My final thought for the day is going to be really quick. Rick, I I want to thank you for uh, sharing your thoughts and opinions. It's nice to know that there's uh, perspectives out there that uh, accommodate uh, all sides of a discussion and that uh, uh, provide a pathway of positive communication. Really, really thank you uh, for your your talk today and your your preaches and speeches and everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the face of the franchise the intern, who is officially still associated with us. Susan. Senior Executive Lucy. Honey Pie. Honey Pie. The dog formerly known as Pupcake. And Ricky Baez. I'm JC. (laughs) Drive safe. Have a good night.
0: I want to get smacked with a burger.